one soul ring. Nice. Got it. Got it's, it. It's it's literally the only job Eric has. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty demanding job. Like, I mean, you, you have a whole lot of responsibility when you're talking about coordinating three people to hit record at the it's same bi- time. Oh, it's a big deal. Eric, what were you eating before we started recording? Uh, just like leftover pot pie. Oh, nice. nice. Was it yeah. chicken? Was it chicken pot pie? It is chicken. Oh, I love chicken nice. pot pie. Chicken pot pie is the Ooh. shit, bro. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, you're listening to Turn <laughs> One Soul Ring, and we love chicken pot pie. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we're going to be wrapping up our two-part series reviewing the new cards in the upcoming Commander 2020 set. But before we get to that, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? Because they're going to want to. Well, if you'd like to see some stuff going on on Instagram, you can find us at Turn One Soaring the Podcast. You can also message us directly uh, at Turn One Soaring the Podcast at gmail.com. Talk to us, ask us questions, and then uh, check us out on YouTube. Just search Turn One Soaring the Podcast and make sure to type in the podcast. And you can find us on all the podcast platforms by searching Turn One Soaring the Podcast. Now that that's out of the way, though, let's move on to the new cards from Timeless Wisdom, the Jeskai deck. And first up, we have Gavi Nestwarden. Gavi? Gavi. Gavi. Ugh. Like Gavin. Gavi. But Gavi. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's? Do you think this is like a pet card of Gavin Verhey? Well, he was he was touting it as you know <laughs> containing letters of his name, but whether or not somebody named it after him kind of unknown mm, mm. i'm unknown sure we'll never mystery. i'm sure we'll never know anyways gavi Nesswarden is two a blue a red and a white for a legendary creature human shaman two five you may pay zero rather than pay the cycling cost of the first card you cycle each turn whenever you draw your second card each turn create a two two red and white dinosaur cat creature token so you know, regardless of the overall power level or application of this card, I always like to see cards that specify each turn as opposed to on each of your turns because that just gives you more flexibility when using this card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gabby's totally. pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first turn you play, or if you have like enough cycling cards, you can have... Uh, four tutus on your next go route yeah absolutely and there's uh, you know if i was building like a pure cycling deck i would look for all the cards from magic's history that have effects when you cycle them in these colors because you're just getting you, you know you're in a lot of ways you're getting a free spell at instant speed on a spell that you would only normally be able to play at sorcery speed, right? Like all the, the decree cycle of cards, you know, you're not getting the same effect when you cycle it, but you are getting an effect. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, Decree of silence would be amazing in this deck. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Decree of annihilation, just destroy all lands for zero. Love it. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I'm sure it's already spiked. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, I, and, and unfortunately for Gavi, like, they did bring back a, a number of notable reprints for this deck. So people looking to build a cycling deck, like, this is a really good place to start. Mm-hmm. A mother's love transcends species. Man, ain't that the Dang. truth? I love my kitties. Yeah, and those are kitty <laughs> dinosaurs. Have you seen the kitty dinosaurs that, that are, um, like, the art for the kitten dinosaurs? The tokens? Yeah. yeah. They're so adorable. Oh, I haven't seen this token art. They are. They're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Going ahead with another of the commanders in this deck is Akim, the Soaring Wind. So two of anything, a blue, red, and white for a 3-4 bird dinosaur. Bird. It has flying. <laughs> Whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn, create a 1-1 white bird creature token with flying. Then you can pay three... And blue, red, white creature tokens you control gain double strike until end of turn. <laughs> One of my buddies has a um, a, a bird tribal <laughs> based around uh, Duretti or Drevi. Yeah, Durevi. Durevi. Yeah. 
uh, and it's like this janky bird tribal thing, and, and, and this seems even more fitting for bird tribal. As a commander? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because, like, Derevi's a, a, an actually really powerful commander, so... Yeah, you know. <laughs> bird tribal is total jank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next up, we've got a, a few partners. We've got Brawlin, Sky Shark Rider, and yes, he does ride a Sky Shark. Um, oh, he looks thrilled, doesn't he? he? The, the he smile yes. on his face. I mean, I'd be happy if I was riding a Sky Shark. Yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah. So Brawlin is three in a red for a human shaman, 3-3. Three, three. It partners with Shabraz, the Sky Shark. And whenever you discard a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Brawlin, Sky Shark Rider, and it deals one damage to each opponent. So a nice little symmetrical damage dealing effect. And you can also yep. pay red to give target shark trample until end of turn. Mm. And then Shabraz, the Sky Shark, is three white blue for a legendary shark bird. Exactly. Uh, three, three. Partners with Brawlin, Sky Shark Rider. It has flying. And whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Shabraz, the Sky Shark, and you gain one life. Then you can pay an Azorius hybrid uh, to have target human gain flying until end of turn. I really like these two. Like, I mean, if, if you're cycling, you're getting both triggers. Uh, yep. You're dealing mm -hmm. one damage to each opponent. You're gaining one life. Um, and they just get bigger. And they, they yep. partner well Absolutely. with each other to make them both big threats. Yeah, and uh, I didn't mention ah. this on the last episode, but I really... I mean, first of all, I really like the fact that they um, made both the partner commanders foil in this set. So we're getting four foils as opposed to the normal three that we get. But nice. also... Uh, I really like the flavor of these partner commanders because in each deck we have a monocolored human creature and an allied color, um, uh, like dual colored creature that is a monster. And in each variation, the, the human, like the humans mono color sits in between the allied color wedges that they're partnered with, which is just really, it's just a nice touch, you know? Yeah. Nice attention to detail. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I can appreciate some nice details. Like them details. <laughs> Show me them deets. <laughs> <laughs> Show me them teats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, moving on to the new cards in this deck, we have agitator it's two and a red for a two-two insect. At the beginning of your end step, each player may put two one-one counters on a creature they control. Goad each creature that had counters put on it this way. This is just a fun, chaos-inducing card. Just more, more of that goad mechanic that we all yeah. enjoy so much. Yeah, goad's great. I love goad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's goading. Like if you feel like you don't need to be attacking the person who's playing this deck, you can put the counters on some creatures to make them better for attacking other ones. But it is a May ability, so if you really don't want to have your creatures goaded, you don't have to do this. Yeah, exactly. So with Bonders Ornament, it's a three-mana artifact, and you can tap it to add one mana of any color, uh, and then you can pay four and tap it, and each player who controls a permanent name Bonders Ornament draws a card. Yeah, so, um, you know, this card kind of shows us that even though we're trying to kill one another, it doesn't mean that we can't work together to do it. It's and like, hey, I, guys, I, you want to draw some cards? Draw some cards. Yeah, let's just let's just kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want to kill each other? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, it, it is really nice that, that magic kind of, you know, taking a more... Um, extended view of of the game and the experience it does let us get a lot of that lethal frustration that we have in general out doing <laughs> this this thing with each other that you know otherwise we'd have to like go to the dump and and break things so that's nice and i don't think we consider that enough um you know there's a lot of value in that just lets us air our grievances through cardboard yeah. Yeah, and like the colorful <laughs> language that the four of us use 
when we're playing Commander. We're not going to use any of it on air, but whew, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty spicy. Yeah, Getting at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, next up, we've got a Cryptic Trilobite. So it's uh, converted mana cost is XX, or I guess mana cost zero. is XX. So zero converted mana cost. <laughs> <laughs> but Cryptic Trilobite enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, and you can remove a plus one plus one counter on it to add two generic or two colorless mana, uh, and you can spend this mana only to cast or only to activate abilities. And then you can also pay one and tap it to put a plus one plus one counter on Cryptic Trilobite. I'm a big fan. Yes, yeah, so, I think this yeah, is that's pretty that's spicy. just yeah, it's a great rate. Uh, one mana for two mana. You can only spend it to activate abilities, but if you have effects that put multiple counters on things, um, you're getting a lot more mana that way. This card has a lot of combo potential. Yeah, I, yeah it I, does, I definitely. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it looks pretty spicy. And it's it can an go in one. any deck. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Next up, we have uh, Crystalline Resonance. It's two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cycle a card, you may have Crystalline Resonance become a copy of another target permanent until your next turn, except it has this ability. This card is just the just the bee's knees. It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this one's awesome because it is till your next turn. So then throughout all the other turns, you're going to have it. And so... If you like duplicate something where you're gaining bonuses off of cycling cards and stuff like that, um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and it says permanent, so you could copy permanent, a land anything. to protect yeah. it. You could yeah. cycle a yeah. card in response to a target to change it to an, an invalid target to protect it. There, there's yeah, lots of fun tricks you can do with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so next up is Dismantling Wave. It's two of anything and a white for a sorcery. Uh, for each opponent, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment that player controls. And then you can cycle it for six and two white. When you cycle Dismantling Wave, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Yeah, an instant speed uh, board wipe for artifacts and enchantments is pretty sweet, even if it's at uh, eight mana. Yeah, like it is a little bit of a steep cost on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is why you want to have your Cryptic Trilobite out on the board. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is an activated do. ability, for sure. You got that right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. I, I'm a big fan of Dismantling Wave. Yeah, and, um, you know, even if you, if you hard cast it, in a, even in a, a four-person pod, you are getting three targets for three mana. Yeah, it's a good rate. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's sort it of is three speed too, on so. its front, but the, the fact that you yeah. can cycle it at instant speed is nice. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we have Ethereal Forager, a big whale. Uh, it's four, blue, blue, for an elemental whale. Three, three. It's got Delve, so you can help delve away four cards from your graveyard if you want to. Uh, it's got Flying. Whenever Ethereal Forager attacks, you may return an instant or sorcery card exiled with Ethereal Forager to its owner's hand. so i don't love uh, yeah i don't love this card it's not a great rate um i mean if you delve it's too blue for a three three with flying so that is a pretty good rate but what i like is that first of all it's an attack trigger and second you can get the cards that you exiled back with it so you're not you know like in a roundabout way it it really it it could be too blue for a three three. Yeah, I just yeah, like, like, in the context of this deck, like you're cycling uh, likely instants and sorceries into your bin, and then if you delve, uh, you know, a few sorceries or instants out of your graveyard, just over the course of a few turns, you're getting those back into your hand so you can cycle them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it may some people may see it's a little bit slow because it is only one card per turn that you're attacking. But yeah, I think this card does actually have a lot of good value, and uh, like a three-three for two mana yeah. is decent. And what? And about- I think the attack trigger is really what takes it over the top. That it doesn't have to be combat damage, and that's just always preferable. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, next up we have Fierce Guardianship, which is two and a blue for an instant. If you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost. Counter target, non-creature spell. Holy crap. So this is good. I mean, counter target, non-creature spell for free is good, as long as you control your commander. Counter target, non-creature spell for two and a blue isn't nearly as good, because you could just play negate. So, yeah, like this whole cycle of cards again, it's it's good, but you know, it's it's it, it is situational and maybe I'm wrong about it, but I, I just feel like people are overvaluing. I think out of the cycle this is probably the strongest one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to I mean, it's two things, right? It's what the card does and it's also in the deck that it's in, how often do you have how early and how often do you have your commander on the battlefield? That's what you need to factor into it. Yeah, I just like the idea of being able to cast Gavi, um, you know, maybe on on turn five, right? Like, so I'm tapped out, and then just having this in my back pocket, just so if somebody does happen to try to remove her with an instant or sorcery, I can just counter it. Yeah, it's just protection yeah. for your commander, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so next up we have the Herald of the Forgotten. So it's six of anything and two white for a 6-6 six, six cat beast with flying. When Herald of the Forgotten enters the battlefield, if you cast it, return any number of target permanent cards with cycling abilities from your graveyard to the battlefield. Now that's cool. Yeah, you can, this card is so sweet. You can totally, in this deck, you could just like load up your yard by with, with permanence with cycling by traumatizing yourself. And then, and then, um, just like use flash to flash this out early and man, you got a stew going. <laughs> Is Riley laughing? Is that what yeah. I hear? That's <laughs> something else. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It seems like an appropriate finisher for the deck. Like, I mean, over the course yeah. of the game, you're cycling things into the, into the bin and then slam a eight eight or an eight mana six six brings everything back probably get quite a lot of good value off of that we've already covered martial impetus but i think it was in a previous episode so we might as well touch on it now yeah let's touch on it uh for two and a white you get an enchantment aura has an enchant creature um enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and is goaded so it has to attack one of your opponents uh, until your next turn. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, each other creature that's attacking one of your opponents gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Which is kind so of you're going to hope that somebody has a go-wide strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's where they get the most value. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Psychic Impetus. It's two and a blue for an aura enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, you scry two. And, you know, I know the idea with these is that we put them on our opponent's creatures, but you can put them on your own creatures, obviously. And, you know, like, as my point is that you can use these cards um, offensively, defensively, and politically. You know, it's not, it's not just always putting them on your opponent's creatures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And rounding out all three colors here, we do have the shiny impetus. Which is two of anything and a red for an enchanted creature aura. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. And whenever the enchanted creature attacks, you create a treasure token. You know, a love, ramp. love those treasure tokens. Give me some ramp. Yeah, I'm in. Please, give me anything. <laughs> and, and give, give me everything and ramp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Spell Pyre Phoenix. For three red, red, you get a Phoenix for two with flying. And whenever Spellpire Phoenix enters the battlefield, you may return target instant or sorcery card with a cycling ability from your graveyard to your hand. And at the beginning of each end step, if you cycle two or more cards this turn, return Spellpire Phoenix from your graveyard to your hand. So I think it's, it's an okay way to get uh, another use out of your cycling cards, but I think it, overall it's kind of slow, a little clunky. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Because even if you aren't able to recur this creature, 
being able to get an instant or sorcery back that you've cycled is in some cases worth the five mana and the four two flying body. And if, if you do still have this in the deck, like it's just some extra value for what your deck is doing. You're mm-hmm. cycling cards anyways, drawing more, and then if you get this back, get something else back from the graveyard just as a bonus, like sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be something I would take out immediately, plus, you know, I only have so many slots. So yeah. I just I I can't do it. God, yeah. what a what a crippling aspect to the league that we created, hey? That it's just <laughs> it is good man, though. It is no, it's great. I love it, but it's just like it's funny. Oh, what if you know it's just oh I just want like two slots, Are you kidding me? I don't even want to win. This shit. <laughs> it makes winning so bittersweet, which is really hard for me because winning is my favorite thing about games. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to play cards. <laughs> Next up, we have Surly Badger Soar, which might be my favorite name for a card <laughs> in the set. It's three and a red for a, a badger dinosaur, 3 3. Whenever you discard a creature card, put a 1 1 counter on Surly Badger Soar. Whenever you discard a land card, create a treasure token. And whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land card, Surly Badgersaur fights up to one target creature you don't control. Uh, my uh, my woods teacher used to tell me that I was Surly. You guys believe that? <laughs> I don't think I'm Surly at all. One thing to note about the Badgersaur is uh, it's not a May ability on that fight. So I know could, that's the, could yeah, be a bit of a liability. Stinks. Yeah, yeah. I, was think, yeah, I was thinking that too. But otherwise, I like him a lot. But yeah, that this the fact that it's not a may ability really hurts. Yeah, or it could. Yeah, hopefully you're able to take cool down a couple they're... things before it dies. Yeah, yeah. It's cool that they're putting these effects on a creature in red, though, too, because black's really been the one to have this kind of stuff. Right, right. Like, like, um, like waste not. Yeah. yeah, and um, Bone Miser was the one from Bone Miser. C19. Yeah, yeah, the same kind of thing. But yeah, all the discard matters effects are predominantly uh, black. Yes, sir. Yes, certainly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the cards that are printed in Ikoria. Yeah, let's please, could we? <laughs> so we have a boon of the wish giver. Which is four of anything and two blue to draw four cards that you can just cycle it for one. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And and if you have Gavi on the battlefield, you cycle it for nothing. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, like, I love the on. wish giver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have neutralize. And we've talked about this in a previous episode, but for one blue blue, you get an instant counter spell. With cycling too. This counter spell is so good. I enjoy it. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Next up, we have Ominous Seas. It's one and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you draw a card, put a foreshadow counter on Ominous Seas. Remove eight foreshadow counters from Ominous Seas. Create an eight-eight blue kraken creature token. And if you don't want to do any of that, you can just cycle it for two. That's what I'm doing. Or if you have Gavi on the battlefield, you cycle it for nothing. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. What if you had this like turn three, Riley? Would you still cycle it? Uh, I'd, I'd think about it. <laughs> He'd think about it long and hard yeah. enough for like somebody to go for the, go to the bathroom for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll think about it long enough that my opponents will concede. There you go. <laughs> Can you imagine? We need to, we need to install a point for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get ten, ten make, points make your for conceding concede through frustration. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, making your opponents concede. That seems like a difficult thing to quantify because they would. <laughs> I would just lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up is the Rogrin Crystal. So it's three mana, and then it taps for Jeskai colors, and you can cycle it for two. Yep. Seems good in this deck. The vegetation in Rogrin is dull, but that only makes the towering crystal structures gleam brighter. Nice. It looks pretty desolate, though. I wouldn't want to live there. 
Me neither. <laughs> and Winnipeg is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now we have reconnaissance mission. For two blue blue, you get an enchantment that says whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card and has cycling for two. Yeah, cool. it's just a better coastal piracy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Also, the foil is probably going to be cheaper with all the collector's boosters and all that yeah. shit. There you go. Okay, so moving on. Moving on up to Rooting Moloch. <laughs> okay, we got Rooting Moloch. It's four and a red for a 4-4 four, four lizard. When Rooting Moloch enters the battlefield, exile target creature with a cycling ability from your graveyard. Until the end of your turn, you may play that card. Ooh. End of your next turn. Yes, thank you. End of your next turn. Do I... Uh, you could totally play some lands with cycling. Yep. Yeah. Like a... Um, what is that one? Anyways, let's finish reading the card. The, the it also land. has cycling too. <laughs> yeah, the Triland. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was thinking of the Onslaught or Urza's Saga cycling lands, but uh, you know, I'm 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 a bit of an old Magic player. Well, good news for you. They reprinted in a lot of those lands. Yeah, you're right. Modern Horizons, baby. And well, Commander said, "Yeah, boy." Set. Yeah, yeah. In, they in did. this uh, deck here. In this particular deck, yes. yeah. <laughs> and they printed all kinds of other tap lands in their in the other decks that they shouldn't have, but we can talk about that on future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is sort of like I like this card because you're kind of drawing a card from your graveyard and then you get to recast it or play it. I really like that it says you may play that card because then you can hit lands. That's a really nice touch. They didn't have to do that. Well, they were generous today. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Savai Thundermane. So it's a red and a white for a 3-2 elemental cat. Whenever you cycle a card, you may pay two. When you do, Savai Thundermane deals two damage to target creature, and you gain two life. This is just repeatable removal. Yeah. It is. It seems pretty nice meh to me. Honestly, keep, I, I think just, the... the the activation costs a little high. Yeah, it would be nice if you didn't have to pay anything. You could just ping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take that. That'd be but really good. Or even paying one do? to deal two, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's amazing the gulf between one and two mana, hey? Eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have Valiant Rescuer for one and a white. You get a human soldier. It's a 3-1, and it says whenever you cycle another card for the first time each turn, you create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. And this card is cycling too. Oh, you know what I just thought? You could, um, you because this is, is a Jeskai deck, you could put Brutaclad into this deck and just go nuts with like your best token. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other <laughs> option is you just build a Brutaclad deck and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that works too. <laughs> but in one of these decks, like uh, one of our rules in the league is that you can build around any legendary creature in the deck. So yeah. like one of the decks has like Alesha, so you could just build an Alesha deck. Yeah, I used to have an Alesha deck. I took it apart a while I ago. I know, it was it was spicy. Yeah, it was a good deck. It's fun. Honestly, if I, for whatever reason, ended up with the humans deck, I would probably run Alesha. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right, next up we have Zenith Flare. It's two, a red and a white for an instant. Zenith Flare deals X damage to any target, and you gain X life, where X is the number of cards with a cycling ability in your graveyard. That's an interesting spell. It is, and it's. I like that it's an instant. Like, you could... If the game goes long enough and life totals get low enough, you could one shot somebody for lethal but that's a very it's very much an um, ideal case yeah yeah but you're like oh i didn't see that nine damage coming out of the spell <laughs> 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 all right so uh let's move on to the uh car the new cards from enhanced evolution the last deck for us to talk about that's right and we never have to do this again 
<laughs> until I guess no, until Zendikar Rising. Then we got to do it again. But it's only it's two, two decks. decks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed my fish. Not too much. <laughs> so we have Otrimi, the ever playful. I really like the art on this card. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's great. Boy. He looks awesome. He seems He's like just... a sweet boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, really yeah. sweet. <laughs> um, so it's a six six, and it uh, oh the mana cost is three of anything. Um, black, green, blue, um, and then it has mutate for one, and then black, green, blue, and it's got trample. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, return target creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. So they actually did a mutate uh, commander. Yeah, so obviously you're going to be limited by how many cards with mutate you have access to because we only have commander 2020 and the Ikoria standard set to pull mutate cards from right now. And it's a graveyard deck, which is very powerful, but you know um, it, it, it can be shut down pretty completely with a lot of cards you know it's like if yeah if you have a good graveyard going you can exile that graveyard and those cards are just gone in most cases just gone yeah all right well next up we've got zexara 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 i think because because x can also be a z sound so you could do like zexara like xena warrior princess all right Zazara, the exemplary for one black, green, blue. We get a Nightmare Hydra. Uh, it's a 2-3 with Death Touch. And it has tap to add two mana of any one color. And whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create a 0-0 zero, zero green Hydra creature token, then put X plus one plus one counters on it. You know, um, you know the thing in Commander that we always are looking for is card draw and mana ramp so if your commander has one or if you're really lucky it has both you know i think you're uh not too disappointed so i i for not for no other reason i like this card for that and that it's it's a good blocker yeah and it's a nice uh nice option for hydra tribal which i mean is one of those kind of casual decks that people like to slam Mm -hmm. together so i think it's fun yeah yeah, this is really cool with Hydra Tribal. Okay, moving on to the partner commanders for this deck. The uh, we have Kazur, uh, Ruthless Stalker. It's he's three and a green for a legendary creature, Human Warrior, and he partners with uh, Okima, Stalking Shadow. He's a three three, and whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a one one counter on that creature. Ukima Stalking Shadow is one of blue and a black for a 2 2 legenda- legendary creature whale wolf. Whew, that's a mouthful. It's a whale wolf. Oh, it's a big whale. <laughs> Partner with Kazur, Ruthless Stalker, and Ukima Stalking Shadow can't be blocked. When Ukima leaves the battlefield, it deals X damage to target player, and you gain X life, where X is its power. So these two could snowball really quickly and make Ukima really big. But what's really great about these two is that Kazur isn't concerned specifically with Ukima. It's whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you get to put a 1-1 counter on it. So you could just make your board um, just bigger, 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 and bigger, bigger. Bigger? Yeah, just keep 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 getting that damage through. I'm into it. All right. Well, if Riley's into it, then <laughs> I'm happy. And it's also it, and it's also when Ukima leaves the battlefield, so it it's not concerned with with dying, which is always preferable. Yeah, that's that's not a good point. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the uh, new cards printed for the stack. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> Boneyard, Mycodrax. There's a lot of weird ones in this deck. Um, Two of anything in a black for a fungus with star star power and toughness. Boneyard, Mycodrax's power and toughness are each equal to the number of other creature cards in your graveyard. And then you can scavenge for four and a black. 
So that's exile this card from your graveyard, put a number of one encounters equal to this card's power on target creature. Scavenge only as a sorcery. So I guess this is a good mutate target. Could be. Because it, it, it could have a high power toughness, and then you're getting all those keyword abilities. Yeah. When you yeah. mutate onto it over and over again. Yeah, right? that, that's, that's definitely yeah. an option. I think yeah, that's totally. the idea. Yeah. I mean, the other option, of course, it dies. It still checks its power and toughness in the graveyard, so you just scavenge onto whatever target you want and you make a big, thick boy. Yeah, yeah the, sca- the scavenge on this card is really cool. You can definitely just get a whole ton of counters. Yeah. Next up, we've got Capricopian. For X in a green, you get a Goat Hydra. Yeah, <laughs> bringing goats back. Um, <laughs> it's a zero zero, but when it enters the battlefield or it enters with X plus one plus one counters on it, uh, you can pay two, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then you may reselect which player Capricopian is attacking. Only the player Capricopian is attacking may activate this ability and only during the declare attacker step. So if you're swinging at somebody, they can choose to pay, make it bigger and swing it at somebody else. I think that's pretty fun yeah, yeah would this th- this would get around goad right so, so um, like if you yes yeah because you're already attacking yeah you can reselect so yeah you would just put it on another player um and it would be attacking that other player uh it doesn't really right. matter okay. if that like because you're not you're not paying for costs so if somebody had like a propaganda or like a ghostly prison mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to pay for right. that cost at that point. You could just redirect it uh, so it's attacking that player. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But, of course, it can't attack the player that is attacking with it. So <laughs> you can't just flip it on its 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 controller. <laughs> yeah, because you can't attack yourself. Yeah. At least not in Black Border sets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have Deadly Rollick. It's three and a black for an instant if you control a commander you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost exile target creature this one's four mana yep it is yeah i i thought they were all three but this this one's four it's got nice flavor text too otrimi was disappointed at how quickly its new friend got tired and stopped playing (laughs) 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 he just wants to play yeah, this one seems, you know, because like a uh, a couple of them, even potentially the green one, do uh, protect your commander. Even the red one could read a, redirect a spell away from your commander, but this one seems like the least likely to be able to protect your commander. Yeah. Yeah, this one's just like removing something on the battlefield. It's kind of reminiscent of Snuff Out. Like at the very least, you've got uh, Otrimi on the battlefield. And somebody goes to remove a tree, and you're like, oh, whatever, I'll just stuff out one of your creatures, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dredge the Mire. Three of anything in a black. Each opponent chooses a creature card in their graveyard. Put those cards on the battlefield under your control. Yeah, I don't, don't like letting my opponents make choices like this. Uh, so it's really dependent on the stage of the game and how many creatures each opponent has to choose from. I see so many situations where people just have like mana dorks or something even like yeah and they yeah. just choose those yeah. yeah and you're like I'm trying to get big value out of this it's like well it's another right. card yeah. for Could my uh, uh, the deck that I'm building where my opponents make choices now <laughs> <laughs> that's yes, right yeah yeah card for Riley there you go next up we have Manascape Refractor this is three generic for an artifact it enters the battlefield tapped. But it has all activated abilities of all lands on the battlefield. And you can spend mana as though it were mana of any color to pay the activation costs of Manascape Refractor's abilities. This card is super cool. I, I really like it. Like, at the very least, it's a mana rock, right? It's tapping for a mana of whatever land is on the battlefield. Uh, but any... Like, like, I mean, this could be... Uh, this could be... Um... um any land. <laughs> but a strip yeah, mine. Could. You could strip mine somebody with this. Or you could uh, <laughs> double strip mine. I guess it doesn't it doesn't work with um, dark depths because it's not the land. 
It just has the activated abilities. So you could remove yeah. ice counters. You could. It. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course, if you have like a guy's creel or something, like that's when this card just really shines. Yeah, this card is spicy. I like it. Yeah, yeah or having even having like two um, Nykthoses is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Although, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because it doesn't become a copy, it just has the activated ability. Yeah, that's pretty right, spicy. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to Mind Leecher. It is four and two black for a 5 5 nightmare with mutate. The mutate cost is four and a black. It has flying. Whenever this creature mutates, exile the top card of each opponent's library face down. You may look at and play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. This card's pretty sweet. That's pretty um, and <laughs> with a chromatic lantern or the new uh, the uh, dryad of the Elysian Grove, it really wouldn't be difficult to cast these spells. Or even in the artifact that we just talked about, the Capricopian. Yeah. You mean the Manascape Refractor? Oh, it, uh, I'm on the wrong list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is Capricopian? That, that's it's the, the Goat Hydra. It's the, it's the green creature. It's the Goat Hydra. <laughs> the Goat Hydra. <laughs> Silly <laughs> yeah, this this yeah, this card seems solid and and even casting it like a five mana five five with flying and you know you get that you just keep getting that mutate trigger. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah, and that's definitely like it so it's it's you can sort of think of it like a well a four or a six or five mana five five with flying and whenever it mutates you draw three cards. Yeah. So it is cast, so you... Um, no, play, so you do get lands. Get them lands. I like how they're doing the play a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like how just, like, cutthroat it's making commander. Like, even lands now are are on the... Like, in people's crosshairs. I love it. Like, I just want to see people play Armageddon's, and, like, if I get that Gavi deck, I'm going to cycle Decree of Annihilation every game. <laughs> okay, let's hope you don't oh. win the... Win the draft. God. <laughs> I hope I don't win the draft either. <laughs> you don't uh, like I don't I don't want to be like this, but I don't have a choice anymore. <laughs> Just you know it's it's there. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> it's right at the surface, yeah. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's move on to the parasitic impetus, which is two of anything in a black for enchantment aura enchant creature. Uh, enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, its controller loses two life, and you gain two life. Yeah, so we talked about this one last episode. Yep, same, same, same story here. Yeah, it's uh, these this whole cycle of cards is seem seem like a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, and again, can't wait to play them. Yeah, we we uh, another impetus thrown there. Uh, another one that we've covered in previous episodes. Uh, predatory impetus. An enchant creature for four and a green. Enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three, and must be blocked if able. And it's goaded. Pretty spicy. Yeah. A spicy boy. It's uh, spicy. Same story here. We have Psychic Impetus. It's two and a blue for an aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. And whenever enchanted creature attacks, you scry two. Can't go wrong. You could. <laughs> Next up, we have the Sawtusk Demolisher. So this is four of anything with two green for a 6-6 beast. You can also mutate it for three and one green. It's got Trample, and whenever this creature mutates, destroy target non-creature permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 green beast creature token. Hmm, that sounds like something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's just, <laughs> that's just beast within on a mutate stick. Yeah. Yeah. Non-creature, but, that, I mean, sometimes non-creature... Permanents are the most important permanents to get rid of. So, yes, exactly. I su- yeah, I suppose that that is a color pie corrected beast within on a mutate stick. Yeah, I just I didn't know you we were being PC. <laughs> PC. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pie correct. Oh my! Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> okay, we've got souvenir snatcher for four and a blue. You get a bird. Bird. Uh, bird. It's a four four bird. with mutate five and a blue. <laughs> Flying, and whenever this creature mutates, gain control of target non-creature artifact. It's pretty spicy. Yeah, I like yeah. this a lot. I mean, at the very least, it's got a keyword ability that flying, 
So, you know, you make your uh, Otrimi flying and you steal an artifact. Yeah, and unlike most of the mutate costs, it's higher than the mana cost on the creature. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but... But there it is. Uh, yeah, so you can still have all the your other mutate creatures on here and get that ability. So you may not have to spend the six mana for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, next up we have title Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda. Barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> so it's three and a blue for a three, four uh, fish. Fish. Any player may cast spells as though they had flash. Your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Fish. Seems great. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to see play in a lot of decks. And I do yeah. like how it it's sort of like a reverse Teferi where it lets everybody do everything or at least yeah. cast spells at flash but it, i i do like the chaos that this could induce and, and i just love that it shuts it off when it's your turn yeah absolutely it's, yeah, yeah it's like a grand abolisher like no 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 when it's my turn don't do anything yeah. this is this is for me yeah it's pretty yeah. great yeah and it's a good yes. rate it's a it's a three four uh with swimming you know <laughs> <laughs> with swimming it would just suck to be the player going after you though because you couldn't do the whole end step flash in stuff oh yeah yeah you gotta you have to flash you have to right you have to do anything at instant speed um yeah i I guess you couldn't i guess you'd have to do it in in response to this right you could do it on the other person's end step before this player starts their turn yeah yeah right the, the player before your turn kind of thing right yeah right you're right all right what is my next so, up we have the yeah we're moving on to the uh new cards printed in this deck and this this deck actually has the uh highest number of new cards from the main Ikoria set because like we said at the top of this deck it's a mutate deck so they're only they only they can only pull cards from the the main standard set and the cards that they decided to create for this particular commander deck. All right, so we have the Archipelagor. There he is. <laughs> That's got to be the weirdest name in this set. <laughs> so it's five of anything and two blue for a 7-7 seven, seven, uh, Leviathan. And you can mutate it for five and only one blue. Uh, whenever this creature mutates... Tap up to X target creatures, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. Those creatures don't untap during the controller's next untap step. Yeah, this could just really shut down combat because you're getting it every time you mutate onto yeah. it. So this this yeah. could be this could be pretty solid. I don't think it's very good in commander. Yeah, no, a no, of course not. For that ability, yeah, yeah, a little underwhelming, but. I guess you got to dig deep when you're introducing a new mechanic. Exactly. You sure right. do. Although, do you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could just make good cards. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> you could. That's another just option. Print, just print good cards. for another day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> another day, another set. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got Auspicious Sterix. Four and a green. For an elk beast, 6-6, six, six, with mutate for 5 and a green. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. Put those permanent cards onto the battlefield. Now, this is spicy. I like that. This is like, this, this is, yeah, this is so Genesis wavy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I'll take that. Yeah, this card seems so good. Even in limited, this like in a week, in in not even that week of a pack, this is first pickable. Yeah, I mean it's a five mana six six at its base, so that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we have Boneyard Lurker. It's two a black and a green for a four four nightmare beast. It has mutate for two and a two hybrid mana of black and green. Whenever this creature mutates, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. So 
What's great about this is if you mutate this onto, um, was it Ortimi? Ortimi? Or, Ortimi? Ortimi. Hi. Ortimi. Um, <laughs> oh, so if you mutate this onto Ortimi, um, you're getting a mutate card back from the graveyard to your hand, and then you can also get a permanent back from your hand. And then you keep mutating and you just keep getting two cards back from your graveyard. So long as you have those card types in your graveyard. Yeah. You know, that's some serious value. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some value. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. He's lurking. Oh, he's lurking hard. Check out his tongue. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's like, I, o- I only look at the tongues. <laughs> 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 Look at this tongue, Riley. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so next up, we have the Cavern Whisperer. So it's four of anything in a black for a 4-4 four, four Nightmare. It's got Mutate for three in a black. It has Menace, and whenever this creature mutates, each opponent discards a card. This is super yeah. annoying. If yeah, you mutate multiple cards. times, it's just the Oof. worst. Oof. I mean, this is this is a common, and I think it's better than the... Uh, unpronounceable blue thing that we just talked about. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it gives menace uh, and it, mm-hmm. you know, affects the board when it enters the battlefield by making your opponents, uh, discard a card. Yeah, yeah. no, that's devastating. Chittering harvester is our next boy. Five and a black for a nightmare Four six. It has mutate for four and a black. And whenever this creature mutates, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Oh, God, if you thought the last one was bad. <laughs> this is worse. And it's opponent, too. Yeah. yeah. It's not even oh, a flesh bag. When you're paying that much mana, it better be opponents. It's chittering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have a, like, a sexy tongue that Riley can enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this one's pretty sweet too. You can do. You, oh yeah! Like, if you really stack up some mutates going on, you can get some cool stuff going. Ooh, this has got to be my favorite for sure. Okay, next up we have Dreamtail Heron. It's four and a blue for an elemental bird. Bird. Yep. Bird. Uh, I was waiting for it. It was a. It's a three <laughs> four and has mutate for three and a blue. It has flying. Whenever this creature mutates, draw a card. Yes. I'm like yeah, I'll, I'll draw a card. card. Please. I need this. Yeah. Draw a card. Just let me draw, draw a card, card after please. I've had to discard cards. Yes, please. I need this. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Glowstone Recluse. It's two of anything and a green for a 2-3 spider with reach. Whenever this creature mutates, put two plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's nice that it has reach, so you can definitely get like a decent blocker out of this card. Yeah. Yeah, and like whatever you put it on, you can give that thing reach, and it's always giving the plus two one one counters on it as well. So, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's two in a green, so it's one of those early drops that you can put down to start mutating onto, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Always got to be thinking about what you're going to mutate onto later. That's what this. Man, I think this limited format's going to be so much fun. It's just too bad that we're all going to have to stay home and we can't go and play with the cards and paper. And I know Riley's feeling that hurt far yeah. more than I am. Itching for that F and M. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting a rash. He's itching so hard. Yeah. Next up, we've got insatiable hemophage. Hemophage. Yeah, it's tomato, tomato. Yeah, look at that goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look like a goat. Is a goat nightmare. A goat is not having a good day. Hemophage, hemophage. So we're gonna say from now on. <laughs> All right, for three and a black, you get a 3-3 three, three Nightmare with Mutate for two and a black. It's got Death Touch, and whenever this creature mutates, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. I mean, at least it gives a yeah. Death Touch, right? Otrimi's got Trample, yeah. so good old Trample Death Touch trick. Ooh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, like th- this isn't going to gain you that much life. I'm just thinking no. how many times the the creature is going to get mutated before one of your three or four opponents decides that it's just too much value if this yep. continues. Yeah. And, and that's that's really the, the, the downside to mutate if you don't give it um, an ability like Hexproof or yeah. put 
something on it to give it hexproof or shroud, but you don't want to give it shroud because you want to be able to uh, target it. Yeah. You want to be able to target it. Yep. Next up, we have Migration Path, which we talked about in our set review. But Migration Path is three and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. And it has Cycling 2. So this isn't the Cycling deck, but it is a green deck, so they want you to be able to ramp. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm into it. Oh, I'm so into it. Why would I even play Explosive Vegetation? I wouldn't touch Explosive Vegetation with a 10-foot foot pole. 10-foot <laughs> ten, ten hole? <laughs> That's right. You got it. You heard what I said. You could, you could have both in the deck, though. Yeah, I know. And in, like, a deck where you care about, like, you know, like, maybe an angry Omnath deck. Yeah. You could You could throw those in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we have the Migratory Great Horn. It's three of anything and a green for a 3-4 beast. Mutate it for two and one green. Whenever this creature mutates, search your library for a basic land card. Put it on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. So, yeah, mana ramp on the mutate creature. That's good. Yeah, yeah this is like a repeatable Thunderherd migration on a stick. There you go. Yeah. Do you guys remember that card? It was like one in a green and you got to, it was like one in a green for a rampant growth. But if you revealed, a uh, you had to reveal a dinosaur, dinosaur or else it yeah. costs two in a green. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've got a pouncing shore shark. So we've got sharks in the air, we've got sharks in the water that are pouncing onto the ground. Um, <laughs> the nowhere is safe. <laughs> nowhere is safe. Sharks, sharks everywhere. Sharks everywhere. It's for four and a blue. It's a shark beast for a 4-3. For three. For three and a blue, it can mutate, and it's got flash. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Yeah, yeah. This, this is pretty solid. I mean, if nothing else, the art on this card is <laughs> is solid. I mean, a, yeah, shark, a, a shark with little arms and hands. I just, I love it. Yeah, good old yeah. shore shark. Shore shark. <laughs> We have Trumpeting Gnar next. It is a one, a green and a blue for a 3-3 three, three beast. It has mutate. Uh, the mutate cost is three and two hybrid green-blue mana. Whenever this creature mutates, create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. So if this stays on the battlefield and you get to keep mutating it, you're just going to build build up a board. Yeah, it's nice that you're getting three threes. Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah that's what yeah. you want do you want it oh i want it i want it bad so <laughs> so you know we've we've talked about these decks for you know a couple of hours now and um you know just just coming to the the end of it and talking about sort of final thoughts and my final thoughts are is that it, it's sort of hard to be excited about this product for two reasons the first one being that uh i don't know when you know, myself or any of us are going to get to actually play with these cards in a paper setting. And, you know, we've, we've sort of talked about that throughout the course of these episodes and that's not Watsy's fault. Of course, we all know why that's happening. But the second reason is it's hard to be excited about these, this product because the new cards a lot of the new cards are a ton of fun and they're good and they're playable. And you know, the reprints are also adequate, but you know, when I look at these decks every year, I always look at the, you know, the mana base and the ramp package. And I'm always disappointed. I know that these decks are for new players, but there's no reason to put, this many tap lands in these decks enter the battlefield tap lands in these decks, nor the mana rocks that have a higher CMC than two. Yeah. You know, because these decks, you know, and so going back to like the, that these decks are for new players, but also we don't want these decks to be so valuable that we see price gouging or hoarding, but my point is, is that these decks can be made tighter without running the risk 
of becoming so valuable that we run into those gouging or hoarding issues. What are you what, like? What are your what are your final thoughts ab- about this, Riley and Eric? Well, I think um, one one easy way to just go about making, I guess, a more a stronger ramp package, for example, is reprint those signets. Like signets are not very expensive, and I mean, and the talismans, which just yeah, finished the printing. Yeah, that's a perfect example. The cycle just finished in Modern Horizons. They're still very cheap. The the enemy. Yeah, uh, talismans. And I think it's important to build a product that's intended to introduce new players to the game of Commander, but it's also important to introduce new players in a way that helps them understand what constitutes a good RAM package or like a, a solid foundation for a deck. And I think you can build that without going too overboard in expensive reprints. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I also personally find it a little bit weird that two of the decks actually have like the signet prints in them and the other three don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why do it for two of the decks and then not do it for the other ones? Mm -hmm. What's your reasoning here? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would also like to get like less tap lands. And I know like the reason for not then doing that is they don't want the price to be too high. Cause we see older commander decks that are worth like a hundred, 150 bucks. And we obviously don't want that to happen. But yeah, like again, we don't need all of this like actual trash of lands in there either. And the thing is too, like they could even if they want to put tap lands in, the scry lands were just reprinted. Do that. And even even if they hadn't been reprinted in in Theros Beyond Death, they st- the the full 10 scry tap lands were not that expensive. No, they're not. No. And it's still a better land. Like, it put is another rare in there. Like, come on. And then you have the the check lands that were reprinted in um, Dominaria and Ixalan, which rotated out of standard several months ago, but still aren't that expensive. They were made more yeah. expensive by Pioneer, but they're not that expensive. And they did put the the pain lands in, and they did put the 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 Odyssey filter lands in. But like, what is stopping them from finishing the Odyssey or finishing the odyssey filter lands cycle like give us the enemy filter lands yeah i i really don't know what the what the deal is and i actually agree with those check lands like those are really good lands and they're not too expensive like throw those in the deck yeah 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 Yeah. so um yeah you know like and, and you know i agree they're for new players but you can you can make changes to these decks and make them a little tighter and a little faster and help new players into i think what more the what commander is in the wild without making these decks really sought after yeah 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 so anyways overall i mean we're gonna keep buying these decks because i mean we have we need a reason to get together because otherwise i don't want to see your faces so you know if if nothing else we're gonna buy the decks for that reason (laughs) but (laughs) um yeah uh, like overall the decks i think like just their general construction though they seem um like they should be pretty fun out of the box i hope just to play against each other yeah yeah, and um, I do really like the the variety of commanders that they've given us because even with the partner commanders, you can just go a solo route and play with a single partner commander. You don't need to do the partner with thing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so it's, that's really cool. And the Impetuses look like they're cool cards with all the goading and stuff, so mm-hmm. there should be more like, interactive stuff happening with combat and stuff in the games. So. Yeah, yeah. No, these decks do look like a lot of fun. I just hope we get to play with them before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. That would be nice. Eric's right, like, maybe see. for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I hope we get to play with them before Riley and mine's birthday. Honestly, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. We're a couple of birthday boys. <laughs> well, folks, with that, we're going to wrap up uh, this two-part series reviewing the new cards from Commander 2020. But we will be back next week to talk about something Ikoria-related, I'm sure. And uh, 
We'd like to thank our lovely editor Ainsley for her behind the scenes work that she does each and every week. You can find me on Instagram at command beacon as usual. And uh, Riley, where can the listeners find you on social meets? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Riles Dayton and you can find me on Instagram at Riley underscore Dayton. Yeah. I got to get Twitter so I can start getting your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tweet out that <laughs> often, but I, I like to uh, kind of observe and participate in, in the magic community on Twitter. It's a pretty strong community mm. on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, if nothing else, I'll get into Twitter for that. All right. Well, before we hop to the next, before you hop to the next episode, please check out all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks, everybody. See ya. All right. And wash your hands. Yeah. Stay safe. Wash those filthy hands. <laughs> Turn one soaring. Oh, man. The sound booth gets spicy. <laughs> <laughs>